Welcome to the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast. The Ridge Runner Sports Podcast is powered by MCS. And now, here's the host of the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast, Michael C. Sparkman. Welcome back to the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast. My name is Mike from our studios here on Grand Lake in Grove, Oklahoma. I hope you're having a great uh, last week. Um, the week went pretty well. It was hot during the first part of the week. I always talk about the weather first. The, uh, the weather, it was pretty hot the first of the week, but the last couple of days since Friday have been pretty uh, nice and all of that. Uh, we're going to go ahead as usual do here doing our regular podcast, but I need to tell you at the end of the podcast I need to tell you a little bit of sad news So we'll leave the sad news for last it is important But it's going to be the last thing we do, but as usual, I'm going to give you the scores I only have football this week. I'm sorry. I don't have any more I don't have any softball scores and the season I think ends October 3rd uh, their last game is going to be at Bartlesville, so I don't have any softball scores right now. Don't know why I can't get them, but I just can't. So, we'll just skip that. <clears throat> okay, let's go to the high school football scores. Week 4 in Missouri. Week 3 here in Oklahoma. Let's start with Missouri scores, since we only cover three teams. Uh, let's see, Friday night was, uh, was September 20th. Here was the games that were played. At Seneca, they took on Cassville, and Seneca with a seven-point win in that game, 28-21. to Their record's now 4-0. They'll try to make it 5-0 next week, but they have to play a tough opponent on the road, and they will be playing at Lamar. But again, Seneca wins 28-21 over Cassville in Seneca Friday night. McDonald County, they didn't do too well at home. They played Hollister. And they lose that game 20-6. McDonald County now 1-3 on the season. They will also travel next week. They will be playing at Nevada. And the final team we cover in southwest Missouri is Neosho. Neosho Wildcats, they played at home against the Webb City Cardinals. Or, I'm sorry, they played, they played on the road at Carthage. I'm sorry, they played on the road at Carthage. And they lose that game to Carthage 55 to nothing. Neosho's next home game will be next week. In fact, next game will be next week at home. They'll take on Nixa before a road game at Joplin the following week. All right, let's take a look now at the 10 teams we cover in Northeast Oklahoma. Those do include Grow. In Class C, Blue Jacket played at home against South Coffeyville and shut out that team 46 to nothing. Blue Jackets' next game will be at home Friday night. They'll play Southwest Covenant. Southwest Covenant at home next week in Blue Jacket. Class A football. 
fact, everybody played their final uh, non-district games this week in Oklahoma. Afton went down to Salina, Class 3A opponent, and they played the Wildcats. And in fact, they shut them out. 30 to nothing. Afton wins over Salina. Next week, Afton will play on the road again. Their district opener will be against Commerce. Speaking of Commerce, <clears throat> they played their second straight game in a row in a row out of state. They played at Frontenac, Kansas against the Frontenac Raiders, and they lo lose to the Raiders 35 to nothing. And as I just mentioned, Commerce will host Afton next week in the district opener for Class A6. Also in Class A6, <coughs> Fairland had the week off. They will open their district season Friday. They will play at Ketchum. Wyandotte. Wyandotte in Class 2A, they played at home against the Inola Longhorns of Class 3A. And they lose to Inola at home 56-19. Wyandotte will open their district play next week. Unfortunately, I don't have that game wrote down. Vanita, <coughs> they played at home against Class uh, 3A opponent, Dewey. And they lose to Dewey at home 42-20. Benita now 1-2, and two, and they'll open district play next week. They'll play at J. Speaking of J, <clears throat> they went down over across the Arkansas state line to Gravit for their traditional uh, non-district game they play every year, and they lose by 20 points to Gravit Lions, 34-14. Next week, as I said, J will host Benita in J. In the opening uh, district game of the year in Class 3A, uh, 3A4. And prior, out of Class 5A, they hosted Grove. Out Class 4A, of course. And Grove loses that game 38-7. Prior's next competition will be their first game of district play at home. Next week, they'll play Skyatook. And the Grove Ridge Runners, of course, will play next week. They'll play Friday here, opening uh, district game of the year. In Class 4A3, they'll take on the Miami War Dogs. Okay, now let's go to some Class 4A3 scores from last week. Bristow. Bristow played at home against Manford, and they shut out Manford 38 to nothing. <coughs> Pardon me. Bristow's next game will be their district opener in Class 4A3. They will play at Tulsa McLean. In fact, their next two games are both on the road. Katusa Indians, they played Coweta in Katusa, and they lose that game 27-6. Katusa's opening district game of the year will be next week. They'll play at Wagner. Cleveland, Cleveland had an open week last week, or a bye week as I call it. They'll play their first district game of the year Friday. They'll be on the road at Ulagal. Tulsa McLean, as we just told you, next week <coughs> will play against Bristow at home. Last week, Tulsa McLean played a 5A competition. They played Tulsa Will Rogers, and they won that game 18-6. McLean is now 2-1 after three games. Miami, as we said, will play Grove uh, Friday night at Ridge Runner Stadium. Their last game was on September 13th. They had a bye week last week, but they played on September 13th against Tahlequah Sequoia, and they won that. Uh, they lost that game 28-21. Ulaga, they played against Hilldale at home. 
and they lose the game by only three points, 32-29, to 29, to make their record 2-1. and one. They go into district play. Friday night, they'll play at home against Cleveland. And the Wagner Bulldogs, they played against Fort Gibson on Friday at Fort Gibson, and they won that game very easily, 49-7. to <clears throat> They are now 2-0 and on the year. I believe they're 3-0, actually. Uh, they'll play Friday night. They'll play at home against Catoosa. So that is the football scores we have for week number three in Oklahoma and week number four in southwest Missouri. Now, as I said earlier, I have a bit of sad news to announce. Uh, let me tell you, first of all, uh, a little bit about how I found out about this. As you know, every Friday night on local radio here, KGV, they, of course, do the radio broadcast of the football games for the varsity. Well, when I tuned in to the game around 6.45, you know, I was waiting for the pregame to come on and didn't hear nothing. And then 7 o'clock, when the game should have been on, didn't hear nothing again. Well, I thought, well, it was a technical problem or something. Maybe their cell phones went down or something. So I left my radio on until about seven, just a little bit after 7. And about 7.15, I heard this announcement. It says that the radio station, unfortunately, is not covering tonight's game due to the passing of Daryl Maston. And that's who we're going to talk about. Daryl Maston uh, was a business owner in town. He was uh, the high school varsity coach for a few years. I'll tell you about that here in a minute. And I'll also tell you about his career uh, with KGV as the play-by-play -play guy. So let me give you a little information on Daryl in case you didn't know. Daryl G. Maston was born January 1954 at Wichita Falls, Texas. After high school, Daryl decided to be involved with the United States Air Force and became a cadet in 1972. Now here's an interesting fact about Daryl. During a, uh, during a date in which he met his future wife, Diane, they had a date at an A&W an restaurant, and listen to this, the cost of the entire date was only 21 cents. I don't think anybody could go out on a date for 21 cents nowadays, but that's what happened. Uh, the Maston family came to the Grove area in or around 1995-96. Coach Maston became the varsity head football coach in 1996 and coached uh, to around, I believe, 1998. He was a play-by-play -play man for KGVE Radio for 19 years until his passing. Now, I'll tell you about that here in a minute. Um, in 1999, he began his uh, career with the Edward Jones Company. Of course, you've heard of them. They're, invest they're investors. They invest money, and that's what he did. Something I didn't know about Daryl, very interesting fact, was he was also a very active Republican, meaning he was a, a Republican voter. He voted a lot in the Republican Party. Daryl is survived by his wife, Diane, and two children, Zach, uh, who is now living in Shawnee, and Rachel, who is living up in Joplin. 
Daryl is also survived, survived by four grandchildren. Now, here's how he passed on, far as I know. Uh, apparently, this happened Wednesday night as he was retiring for bed. And I guess he had collapsed or just something happened. I, I don't know the entire story, but I know it was Wednesday night. Uh, Daryl, in case you uh, might want to know, was only 65 years age. I don't think he smoked, and I don't think he drank, because I've never seen him do any of this stuff. Him and uh, his wife, Diane, I believe, Diane, were, uh, I believe, members of the First Baptist Church. That's where my grandparents went uh, to church for many years. Of course, they both passed on. But uh, Daryl was a really good guy. My personal experience with him was whenever there was a football game, and I was up in the press box, and you know that I've told you a story. I worked with athletics for many years. I'd always talk to Daryl about football. Who's going to win the game? You know, who's going to be the, the players to watch for? All this stuff. And he always gave me a lot of good information. And when, especially over the last year, this is one little secret about the podcast that nobody knows. When I, when I asked stuff about football, I went to him first. I'd call him down there at his work. And, you know, I, I really didn't want to interrupt him or anything. But if I ever had a question about grow football, I called Daryl first. He was the one I was called. But um, it's going to be a tremendous loss, especially in the radio booth there at KGVE. I don't know who they're going to get to replace him. Um, I know Stephen Hacker, I, I hope, is going to stay on as the color guy. But far as play-by-play, -play, I don't know who's going to do it. I think the only person that could do it would be Larry Heston himself. And, of course, he's the station owner. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. No idea. But I'm sure the game will be on the radio next week. Now, if you're listening to me and you plan on going to the ball game Friday night, that's the district opener. As I told you earlier, we're going to be playing at home against Miami. Here's what I'd like you to do. You do not have to do this, but I would like you to do it. Um, I don't care if it's a piece of electrical tape or a ribbon or something, but I'd like you to wear something to honor Daryl. And just put the initials D as in Daryl and M as in Maston. D-M. And if you do that, and I'm going to plan on doing that too. If you do that, I'd appreciate it. Now, as far as funeral services, all I know is there's a visitation on Monday. I think that's from 5 to 7. And I'm not sure on the location, so I'm not going to say where it is or it isn't. And I think the funeral's the next day. I think it's on Wednesday. But you might want to check uh, and all that. And by the way, not to plug anybody too hard here, but the Grove Sun has an obituary with his photo and everything. It's a very nicely done obituary. In fact, that's where I got some of the information. So I hope to the Grove Sun people I wasn't infringing on you. <laughs> but I but I just wanted to tell people about Daryl. From a personal standpoint, I, he was a good friend of mine. We wasn't really close, but we, we talked a lot about sports. Daryl's a good guy. I remember one time, I'll tell a quick little story. I was down here getting a driver's license. This is where he had a he had his offices before for Edward Jones down by Walmart. And I thought I had taken enough money to get my driver's license renewed. Well, I was a little short. So I told Daryl about this. And two minutes later, he handed me a $20 bill. And he said, go get your license. Now, of course, I paid him back like anybody would. 
But see, that was the kindness of Daryl. He didn't have to do things for people, but he did. And that means a lot to me. That, that means a lot when that man took the time to be a brother to another man in a way and did something nice for somebody. So I will always remember that. I always remember the people in this world who've done good. And, and Daryl's certainly one of them. He's going to be missed. And again, he was only 65 years old. He was, as far as I know, in perfect health. So we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him a lot. And one of these days, we may do a, a deal where we talk more about him. But for right now, that's what we're doing. But anyway, I want you to think about Daryl, his wife, Diane, his two kids, Zach and, Ra and uh, Rachel. Think about them this week in your prayers. They would certainly need it. It's, this is a time right now where I know it's hard for them, but we are thinking of them. Folks, I want to thank you for listening to Ridge River Sports Podcast every week. I really appreciate this. I have listeners all over the world. Uh, I know we don't have a lot of listeners, but like I said uh, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, help us to get it out there. Tell people about it. I don't care if you're in Finland or England, Ireland, wherever. Tell people. Let's get this out there to where more people can hear it. And I, I, I would like, I think, I think we had nearly 350, 400, 400 people listening last year. I'd like to get over 500 this year. I don't know if that'll help it happen, but I hope so. But anyway, y'all have a good week. I thank you for listening to us. Until we see you again, this is Mike from Grand Lake, Grow Oklahoma, saying bye for the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a great week. And in fact, next, next week will be our first podcast of October. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. God bless y'all, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now from the shores of Grand Lake in Grow, Oklahoma. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast with your host, Michael C. Sparkman, powered by MCS. We hope you join us next time on the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast for more up-to-date information on Grove, Oklahoma Varsity Sports. Thank you for listening to the Ridge Runner Sports Podcast.